For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. All right, hello everybody. Welcome around the 717 again. My name is Patrick Ryder. I'm back here again. We we're back on Zoom this time, and I'm back with my my co-host CJ Frederick. How you doing, CJ? Doing well, man. Week seven. We're doing well. All right, CJ is here. Um, so we're back on Zoom. Oh man, I had a vicious flu last week after I saw you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, dropped that on us a day later back. after we were in studio. Thanks a lot. You guys didn't get sick. You didn't get sick, CJ? I, I was feeling something Friday when my 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 littlest was sick. They were up for the weekend, but we pushed through it and had a great weekend. So not yet. Um, you know, next time a forewarning would have been cool, sir. But you know, whatever, we're good. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I was pushing through, but I was definitely not feeling 100 percent Patrick. That's Thanks. the worst I felt in probably 10 years. That was worse than COVID. Like I, I couldn't like I was down the count from from Wednesday until like Sunday. Like it, it was the worst I've ever had in my life. Like it, it was horrible. Like I, I laid in bed for like five days and didn't go anywhere. I'm, I still feel off a little bit, but I'm doing better. So we're going to power through. And, and here we are. We're, we're back again. Uh, last week was awesome. Jeff Nadeau. That was really a lot of fun. Um, you know, so that was a great time. So we're, we're back to doing our local sports today. So in this episode, guys, we're actually going to talk about three, CJ, right? Three boys. Right. Won district championships. Incredible run for the LL. And then um, and then also on this episode of the Round 717, we're going to talk to Coach Campbell. And we're going to have his daughter on, Layla Campbell, as well, who's one of the best runners, actually, in the state and in the nation as well. So we're going to have her on as well. So getting the um, father, daughter on together. Quick Pause for you. You said track coach. Uh, it's track and field. Don't disrespect our field events, folks. They, 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 <laughs> track they take and that field. Personal. Wow. Take coach that Way coming at me already. Well, he knows paddle. I know football. That's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a well-rounded guy. I know track. Yeah. I just call it track. I never call it track and field my whole life. Hence okay. My, hence, you only know football. But here we go. All right. So here we go. All right. So let's go. We're, our first segment we like to call Traveling with CJ. That's right. That's right. He was only traveling in Virginia and back, but that's all right. We'll get his thoughts on here. So, CJ, go ahead. Give me some thoughts. I'm going to give you each the game, the, the, the district winners, and you tell me what – give me some thoughts on what their accomplishment was and what their season, how it was, you know, win a district title. So first one, Lampe and Strasburg, LS, 5A, District 3 champs. Go. What do you think? That was – it's – been an incredible run for the pioneers um they were undefeated unfortunately their magical season just came to an end about a half hour ago they dropped their first round uh of the state playoffs in the piaa to penn hills uh ended up losing 62 to 39 um but needless to say it doesn't take away from the fact that they were once again section champs their second uh league title in school history their second district title in school history i believe um, an incredible season. Ty Burton, best player in the league this year, hands down. Uh, in the in the district game too, I, I really thought Shippensburg would, you know, with their size and their length, give them more problems. Than what they did, but I think their toughest test, honestly, was that game that I was at a week ago when they had the battle Hershey in that triple overtime classic. Um, but because they really, you know, Shippensburg only lost by ten points to LS, but LS really set the tone early and never looked back. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned, you know, cause we had Logan, obviously he's back from vacation at the game today. I'm stunned that they bowed, bowed out so quickly. Penn Hills must have a very well-rounded squad. And it's a shame that the pioneers season has to come to an end because it was a great, it was a pleasure watching them being in that gym last week for that thriller against Hershey was most fun I've had covering the league all season um, so kudos to them. Hats off. It was a great season. 
Well, you know, it, you know, what people don't realize is it's so hard to win a district title, let alone a section title. And you, to win a district and a section title and, and and league and league and title. league and and league and to win to go undefeated up until that point. Um, you know, I mean, the heck of a program out there in Western PA, right? And and like it's it's hard, you know. You know, you get in Pittsburgh and you have Philly schools, and they're just there's some great talented teams throughout the whole state of Pennsylvania. This is no joke of a state and winning a state title really takes a special group. I mean, I think, you know, it's just such a hard thing to do. What Reading does year in year out in boys basketball is so impressive. The way they're constantly competing for state titles it is super impressive. And I just think it's such a hard thing and you can't take anything away. They had a heck of a year. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely did. Hats off to them. I'm, you know, I'm stunned. That they they went down tonight. I thought they would make a deep run. I, I didn't think they were a state title contender. I mean, we talked about it before. You know, you, you don't understand how a lot of games, uh, you know, how they get by, but they do everything so well. Their coach Berman's doing a great job there. You know, Burton's an outstanding player. He'll be back next year. He's only a sophomore. Um, they, they will lose uh, Berkeley Wagner, uh, Luca Vrenich, um, Ben. No, ben Word is back. He's a junior. So they'll have some talent coming back. Uh, but the fact that they, you know, won sections again, that's impressive. But even more impressive, winning the second league title, it means they beat everybody, whether it was Hempfield, Elizabethtown, Warwick, everybody in, in the entire league. And then the win districts is even more impressive. So hats off to them. Yep. All right. The next one, um, Columbia, 3A, District 3 champs. That was – I mean, what a what a gear the Crimson Tide, especially the senior class, is having. I mean, they won their first section title in football. Their girls team had a great run. They were, you know, they lost in the district finals um, to a, a really good squad. Um, but the the guys, you know, covering Columbia, it's a, it's a community that loves. It's a small community, but they love their sports. Um, if you saw any of the videos that. Coach Way was posting, you know, it was like a parade downtown Columbia for them coming back. And kudos to Footman. I'm happy for all him, Colazzo, uh, Kerry Glover, you know, an outstanding talent. And they have a game tomorrow. They open up their state playoff game tomorrow that I'll be covering against uh, Friar Charter Academy, I believe, uh, right over at Manheim Township. So I'm looking forward to that. So they're not done yet, you know, and that's their first district title in over 30 years, I believe. Wow! So first section title in football in twenty years, and first football, uh, uh, first basketball district title in over thirty years. So great job for Columbia! Yeah, that was a great scene. I tweeted it out. Um, it was awesome. Just impromptu. They had the fire trucks and police, and they're escorting them through the town. And so, you know, there's a lot of pride in Columbia right now. So that's, that's great to see them. You know, uh, you know, win a district title like that. You know, I know that you know they maybe wanted to win a league title, and that kind of fell through. But at least they won the district title. Right, right, right. And that, that can't get ignored. I mean, I know, you know, for a fact that they really won that league title and they battled Warwick in the semifinals and Warwick, you know, they have a state playoff game tomorrow. Now Warwick won their section, but then when leagues or, or districts, you know, they lost in the 6A bracket to an incredible Reading squad. By about yeah, and, you know, they hung for a while. They, they did were there hang. for about a quarter, quarter and a half, and the Reading yeah. just put some jets on, and they're so good. I think it goes back to show, you know, going into the year – a lot of people from outside of the LL community didn't look highly upon LL hoops, but the fact that we have three district champions in the boys side and, and also we had a team in six, a Warwick, you know, make the district finals in States Hempfield finished fifth in districts. They play in States. Uh, they play Norristown tomorrow or tonight. That game actually is going on right now. I got to check on that. Um, and also Elko and four a made the you know, made their first state playoff appearance in, you know, 20 plus years. And Lancaster Country Day, Ashland McClellan. Hey, hey, and and, and uh, Elko won the fifth place game. Yes, Elko won the fifth place game. Elizabethtown. Good for them. Elizabethtown, who I've covered a few times, won their fifth place game. They lost tonight. Um, so their season's over. Hats off to the Bears. They had a great season, too. Um, but it just goes to show there was a lot of talent. And there's the LL League was represented all from section one to section five this year it was pretty, pretty cool. Yep. All right. Then we got down to two a, uh, uh, Lancaster Mennonite. They won district three championship. 
again, another team with Camden Hurst. He's, you know, an outstanding player. He's a junior. Um, I believe he's reached a thousand point uh, scoring arc for, for his career. They had a great run. I mean, they had a great run in leagues and, you know, they lost a heart overtime heartbreaker to Manheim Central in leagues, but you could see the talent there and they went on to win their district title. They're, they're well represented. They'll play tomorrow night too. Um, and I would expect them to make a nice run in the two-way state playoffs as well. And then in single way, you actually had Linkster Country Day. They they lost um, to They lost Lennon. the finals, and they won tonight. A- Ashland was there. They uh, handled business tonight. They won it by about okay points. So they're, they're marching on. The Cougar season yeah, is not done. They got beat by Lin- Linville Hill Lin- Christian Lin- School. Okay. Yeah, they, that, and that team Linville. is – always in the district finals every year. Um, the Cougars battle them. Um, and, they're, you know, they're going to be a tough out in the 1A state playoffs. They beat the Warriors tonight by 50, uh, 50 to 41. So kudos to Ashland for covering that game for the 717. She did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. So, so doing well, the LL's doing well in basketball and, and hanging in there and doing, uh, you know, great job. I mean, you, there's six, t- six ones and, you know, six A in in um, six different divisions, and you win three of them. So, in District Three, you know, when you're going against Mid Penn, you're going against York, very well represented. Yeah, across the board, it really was. I mean, I mean, just getting like covering some games outside the LL. I mean, whether it was Berks or you know York or Mid Penn, it didn't seem like the LL in terms of basketball. Not football was pretty was uh you know that that look that well upon um but like we said kudos to all, all the squads you know representing at every level and some of them are season isn't over yet you know country day they're not done yet you know pulling for columbia they play tomorrow night they got a tough matchup you know hempfield's season is not quite over yet elko is playing right now uh andy her our guy from ll hoops is covering that game made the trip out there didn't look so great for them but you know kudos to the ll it was a heck of a season a lot of fun to cover yeah, I mean, it's it sounds like it, you know a lot of exciting games, you, and then you got a lot of exciting players coming back next year. Yeah, we got. You know? I mean, Trey Burton. Well, Ty the, Burton. We'll have Burton back. Ty Burton. You got the kid coming back from Hempfield, Pena, right? He's a junior. He's coming Pena, back. Pena will be back along with Troyer. He's a nice player for them. He's a sophomore. Uh, Sebastian Henson from Manheim Township will be back. He's a nice scorer for them. Um, McCaskey will have Jonathan Bird and. Uh, Gerard Kuman back there. Kuman was a sophomore, second team all league. Um, Bird was first team all league. They're um, they're all back. Some Kasky should have some firepower coming back, and they finished really strong. I mean, Cedar Crest. I mean, you can, you can go on and on. I mean, a lot of teams have guys coming back. Cedar Crest started three sophomores and played six all season, and they um, just missed both the league and district playoffs. So they'll they'll be fun to watch next year. They call and you know, we like to call them the Baby Falcons. They'll be. Uh, fun to watch. Camden Hurst is only a junior. Trey Grube from Manheim Central, another thousand point score for his career. He's only a junior. A lot of talent coming back next year. Caleb Johnson's a, a freshman for Warwick. He plays, gets a lot of minutes for them now. Yep. You know, he'll be back and he's going to be fun to watch for years to come. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, exciting to come back. So have you mapped out any spring sports? When are you gonna start going to those? Have you have you uh, looked at the schedules at all? Yeah, you know I've looked at the schedules. I mean, I'm, I'm we're gonna I'm talking with uh, Coach about covering some Barnstormer games. I want I want to get to a few of those um, to represent us. So the would... Barnstormers aren't doing a lockout. Well, they're independent, so hopefully not. I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. Yeah, about got baseball. You got jokes all day, Pat. You're you're good. <laughs> you're good. I'm um, just glad that they're not locked out. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. I'm waiting to hear back because with you know in. T- terms of coverage you know baseball and sports like baseball and softball they're going through tryouts right now um and both of our writers logan and colin are trying out for their respective schools um so i'm, I'm waiting to hear back see how their tryouts go you know i'm pulling for both of them um and it, you know i'm gonna do a little bit of baseball i want to get to some softball games lacrosse definitely track um i don't know why i want to cover track no just kidding just kidding um but yeah, yeah, the coverage will be there, and we're looking for more writers, you know, as we speak. Yeah, yeah, you gonna get some lacrosse? You said too. Absolutely, I love lacrosse. All right, 
All right, thank you so much. I'm pleased to join today by 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 Coach Campbell, the Spring Groves uh, head track coach and track and field coach, and then also his daughter Layla Campbell. How you got? How you both doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a new podcast we're starting called Round Seven One Seven. So this is our seventh episode. So we're excited. Um, just want to showcase uh, athletes in the area and coaches as well, and just talk as much about sports in in the area. Um, I'm a former football coach, and then uh, Coach Fre- uh, Mr. Frederick over here is one of our writers, and then we also have Coach Way, who's part of us as well. So um, I'll jump right in and just, say, Coach, can you kind of talk us? You know, I'll start with you, Coach. Can you just kind of talk about your background in coaching and and how long have you wanted to be a coach, and how long have you been coaching track, and have you coached other sports as well? Yep. So I've been coaching for about 20 years now. So I started coaching football. I started coaching football and uh, youth football. Um, started coaching track about 15 years ago on the uh, club circuit. So AAU, USATF. Um, started coaching uh, school track six years ago and then took over the boys uh, varsity three years ago. Okay. So it's been a journey. So I coach basketball, coach track and football. So it's been a a whirlwind, but yeah, currently now I'm just coaching, uh, just coaching track. Okay, cool. Um, so, you know, can you talk about how, how is it to be head coach and then your daughter's on the team is it when you cross the line, you're just a coach and no longer are your dad. Like talk about that dynamic. Cause I remember my dad coached me. It was little when I was basketball, I was like youth, but he never coached me like when I was varsity. That's interesting. So it is an interesting dynamic because, uh, you know, Usually varsity athletes, they get to go home, but she's coming home with me. So that's, that's the interesting thing. But I, I think we found a, we, we found a sweet spot. I mean, we had a, have, we've had our trial and error period where, you know, we try to leave it on the track. So when we have practice, we try to be precise with what we do, um, get it done. And then we get home, we try to disconnect as much as we can. I know in our earlier years, it will be a lot of late nights. Like I will be up late night. I'm a study guy. I'm a science guy. So I'm up late night, but now we, we, we have a good system. So we get it done. We plan and we knock it out. And once we leave the track or we leave the weight room, we try to leave it in the weight room and uh, let her be a kid. So we kind of, we, we try to separate that from house and, and, and on the, on the field. So. What's disconnecting um, like when father, father, daughter time, you go to the movies, Netflix and chill. What's, 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 I guess the questions for both of you, what's disconnecting like, you know, as from a coach to a father um anything i mean whatever she wants to do honestly she works so hard it's whatever she wants to do when she's free i'll let her tell you but when she's free she's free <laughs> so it, i mean we put in a lot of time so whatever she wants to do i kind of spoil her on the back end she works super duper hard so whatever it is she wants to do in her free time or do with me or do with the family i try to accommodate as much as my while i can <laughs> so. and you have a son on the team as well yes yes what grade is he? He's a senior. He he's actually going to be committing to uh, Mount St. Mary, so he'll be running track for Mount St. Mary. So he'll be- oh, that's oh, awesome. congrats! That's awesome. That's what, so great to see. What events? Um, you're going to see him featured in the four more this year. Okay, I had, I had him as a short sprint guy. One two, he dropped uh, fifty point fifty five. I think that was his PR this summer. Um, a lot of my guys had good. Um, they dropped some good times in indoor, so we made some we made some real strides in indoor. Uh, with me not coaching on the varsity staff this year, I was able to really focus in on our indoor program. So you saw we had uh, Alex Smith, newcomer. You're right. Um, people don't know him, fifth in the state indoor. I mean, I mean that's that's big time when you. No, it is because I mean a lot. So long story short, coach. I don't know if uh, Coach Way told you my father is a retired track coach um, from McCaskey for the longest time. Um, he he told me just because he's in contact with a lot of the coaches there indoor is different than outdoor as you know because indoor you get schools that you may never see again for like a whole nother year so for anybody that just place in indoor meets is incredible because you might be going up against charter schools so from different you know they could be from different states we all know at one point so uh, placing in indoors is a big deal i mean meddling is a big deal in states regardless but indoor and outdoor is different oh yeah and it's funny because i shared that story with a lot of coaches within our our district, I said, man, indoor states is tough because you got 2A, you got 3A, you got private school. So you see Avery Lewis, you see 4A, you see these different kids. So there, there is no classes. So that's a that's a tough, it's highly competitive. And, and especially in PA, PA is strong in the sprint group. So if you can Absolutely. make it in the states in the sprint group and indoor, 
that's saying a lot. That's saying, you you know, I'm excited for what we can do outdoors. Yeah, I'm, I'm good friends with Coach Jennings at McCaskey. I teach at McCaskey, and he and he told me how important it is the indoor meets are and, and just building momentum for each player, you know, to kind of get on their own path. And, like, and I was like, that's so cool to, you know, hear him talk about the importance of it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Layla, can I ask – I got to ask you a story here. Can you give me a good story? How was it between you and your brother? You guys always competing as little kids growing up? Did you guys always compete and run and go against each other in all these different sports with your dad being a coach there? Yeah, I saw him doing track. That's actually why I started doing track because I saw him running. He was winning all the time. So we're, we've been training partners ever since we started running track together. And up until now, I'm always chasing him. He's my rabbit. That's why like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm able to get faster. I'm facing him every practice. It's really a nice environment to have him with me through every step of the way. Um, ever since I was little, it's nice to have him there. As a that, that's so special. That's an awesome moment that you guys can three enjoy that on the track field and just, you know, and, and be a family and enjoy that. Yeah. So, so you coach, you I, coach I, um, so you're, I know you, uh, you were coaching football. What did you, uh, and you're, it seems like you're, you know, talking off the record, you're pretty, you're involved with the hiring process there. Do you miss coaching like in the fall? I mean, do you miss that at all? I know for my father, he was a longtime football coach. And then when he took the head job with McCaskey, uh, he gave up football as well too. And he still talks about it to this day, even though he's been retired for five years, do you miss that aspect of all? I miss it, but, uh, I miss my wife more because she told me I, I can't coach all year round. So okay. Doing yeah, doing basketball. I was actually uh, the head. I'm not, well, I was the head junior high girls coach for Spring Grove, and I was the assistant for the girls varsity for the last three years. So I was doing uh, a lot of practices, a lot of practices, a lot of games. So actually, I, I'm enjoying that break. I think I found a, a good balance now with indoor, outdoor. Um, I'm going to coach some AAU basketball. Over the summertime, Layla's going to play. So you need that break. You need that break. As a coach, I think a lot of people underestimate what you really put in. I mean, athletes get burnt out. But, I mean, coaches, we talk about it all the time. There's there's a burnout factor of coaches as well. When you're tuned in constantly, like, you need a break. You need a, you need that refresher. So I, I do miss it. A lot of my football guys, I mean, when I coach football in, um, in Maryland, we, we, we won a state title. Uh, wow. Our youth group. We played in the Ravens Stadium. So that's incredible. A, yeah, the interesting piece is a lot of people don't know. Tyree and Zyree Brooks, they actually played for me in Baltimore. They played on my rec team. When I moved to Spring Grove, they came up. I had a gathering and they ended up moving to Spring Grove. So interesting story. But yeah, they played. I taught them how to play running back. The first time they played running back, they played for Coach Campbell. That's incredible. That's that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. I've coached football for 15 years and I just kind of gave it up last year. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, so I'm being more of a father. But, yeah, it's hard. You know, nothing like Friday Night Lights, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. All right, so let me ask you, um, you did bring up the AU. So so you guys are, are I guess, um, Layla, have you decided on, on what your AU team's going to be? And I guess you might announce it tonight or something? Yeah, I'm going to play for um, Charlie Parker's Sideline Cancers team. All right. Okay. Congrats. All right. Yeah, way to go. That is awesome to hear. So, so, so you pick up on that after track or, or will you have some time now in track season or just hundred percent track right now? Um, I've been working once a week on different skills for basketball. Um, but after tracks over after a couple of national meets after outdoor, then I'm going to start a season during the live period. Okay, cool. Can tell, cool. Can you tell us more about what Charlie Parker in this message, you know, cause I, uh, coach way was explaining to me this morning. It sounds like he, you know, he's been involved with the process a long time. What what uh, led to your decision with uh, playing for for Coach Parker's team? Um, mostly it was just the connection that I made with him, and uh, he's been uh, working me out, training with me. I just really like he breaks down things and focuses on you as an individual, and he's really a technician. So I felt like I really connected with him, and I feel comfortable when I'm working out with him, and I feel like he's a genuine person. I really like working out with him. That's great. Congrats. That's awesome. So, so, Coach, will you be helping out as well? I will. I will. So, I'll be assisting. That's awesome. There you go. The dynamic duo continues. It's a, an AAU basketball. I love it. All right. Can you, Layla, can you give us an update what your plans are? I know last year you finished number two with the Nationals, right? Is is that your goal as well when, when track's over, you know, on the varsity level? 
Is that your goal to continue with AU and be doing that in the offseason as well? Um, after track's over, I'm pretty sure after the school season's over, I'm going to do the outdoor nationals in Oregon and maybe one yeah. other national meet. And then, like I said, I just go completely to basketball after that during the live period and then back to indoor. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It'll keep you busy. Yep. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you got coach and dad at home, so he'll keep you busy. Uh, just to hop in and give a little, a little backstory on Charlie Parker. He's been doing big things in the area for a while now. He, he was a standout player at uh, Kennedale and again at Millersville University. So Okay, he, I thought he, that was, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, so Keep he has ties to, to, to Jorgen Lancaster, and he coaches uh, sideline cancer and uh, basketball tournament over the summer. It was a big tournament on ESPN, and the winner gets like ten grand or whatever it is. I think it's more than ten grand. It got back like hundred grand. Think about all the players involved. But anyway, so sideline cancer started there, and now it's it's, it's branching out to to a big time AAU uh, program. So it got out of backing, and 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 the name is is like a brand. So congrats again, later. That's big. That's huge. Great opportunity. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be cool too because I'll throw a shout out to. Uh, Faith Walker, so she's joining Sideline Cancer as well. So you'll have – she goes to West York. She already has a D1 offer from, uh, I believe, Fordham. So they'll be joining forces. You got two six-footers that can operate on the perimeter. So it's going to be uh, be able to do some fun things. You got a couple other talented players too, Lancaster Catholic. So it's just, it should be some fun. And and, and uh, like 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 Coach Wade talked about, I mean, um, Charlie's just a – he's a unique – he has a unique coaching style, but I really like it. I mean, like she said, he's a technician. When he's instructing – he gives you, he breaks it down in a different way. Like I, I sat back and watched. I like to see it. A lot of a lot of teams will sell you and say, hey, come do this, come do that. But I said, okay, let's let's go to an open gym session and see what you can do. And just sat back and watched him and watched how he operated. And I was like, man, this 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 guy's good. It's just the way being able to communicate to the athletes and get them to do what you want them to do in a short period of time. He made a lot of improvement in her game, even during the track season. I've seen a lot of improvement in her game just from the workouts that he's been doing so that, that, that that's kind of what brought us to it and of course the uh, sideline cancer cause want to support that we know that affects a large scope of people and we want to uh, also support that as well so it's it's, it's, a, it's a double win awesome. yeah, that's awesome so so Layla okay we got to ask you a question here do you have a favorite sport or is it like co-equal track and basketball I'm just wondering here I hear a lot of love for both. Now, mind you, your varsity A track coach is right next to you. But again, your, your assistant AAU basketball coach is there as well. So I don't know. You got a love for, for either one or is it just both or what? Um, I love both. I mean, during the season, it's like during track season, I'm all track. And then during basketball, I'm like, oh, basketball is my favorite. Then track is, track is my favorites. Both, I feel like. I don't really have a favorite out of the both. Hey, Coach, hey. can you talk about can you talk about the importance of playing multiple sports? How many times I coach football? I don't know how many times I said, go do wrestling, go do basketball, go do spring sport. I mean, I can't stand it when kids just do one sport. Yeah, I think it's critical that you do two sports. It's just you have to find a balance. I mean, if you look at a lot of kids who specialize in sports, you see a lot of overuse injuries. Mm -hmm. Um Particularly that you see a lot of overuse injuries because you're performing the same over and over and over and over. So yeah. I just think basketball and track, she's getting the linear activity a lot on the track, but then you're getting that lateral quickness on the basketball court. So I feels like I feel like both actually uh, help each other. And, and, and that's why we really looked at, OK, let's play some AAU in the summertime. Let's 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 uh, do indoor track so we can kind of extend our indoor track, our track season earlier but we can kind of fully participate in the AU season in the live period in the summer. So I think we found a good way to work, but yeah, definitely. I mean, in my coaching experience, kids that play multi-sports are, um, there's an advantage. And I think you're just more durable when you're playing multiple sports, if it's managed right. If it's managed right, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, That's I great. agree 100%. That's Coach, a great message. You know, Coach, it was we just got, we're just finishing up the basketball season. I mean, there's still state playoffs going on as we speak, but you know, mentioned we you know brandon and patrick and i've we discussed at length you know I, i'm just watching basketball there's a lot of these guys man I'm, I'm looking at them why aren't they playing football or why aren't they out for track or a spring sport and you know not every school is like this but there are certain schools that you know it it seems like there's 
like there's a disconnect with the coaches or that like one coach is telling them, oh, you're, you're going to lose your spot if you do another sport. And, you know, you hear you say that message and, you know, and obviously you have the background in football and basketball and track is uh, it's really nice to hear. So I just want to say that, it's, you know, that's great to hear. And it's a great message. Thanks. Yeah, we've been really pushing that within Spring Grove, trying to come up with creative ways to share athletes creative ways to share athletes, not overtrain the athletes and see how we can optimize things. Because as a track coach, I don't have a choice. If, if you want to be a good track coach, you need the football kids. I need the wrestlers. I need the basketball. Right about that. So I got to find out, hey, what is it going to take to uh, try to balance it? And I, I and I think it's with the way sports have gone, with the specialization and the uh, all season, all year uh, open gyms and things of that nature. I think it's been, it's become hard. It's become hard for coaches as coaches. You're expected to win. Um, but if a coach is holding a year round off season workouts, I mean, they are at a, a competitive advantage. So what do you do? So I think a lot of coaches have been pushed into that, but I think it's just, and that's what we're trying to do at uh, spring Grove is just find a balance so we can share the athletes um, and kind of, kind of do some things that'll, that'll, that'll increase performance across all sports without burning the kids up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, let me ask you about your track team then. Um, so I know track is such a unique sport because it's individual sports and then you've got the team component. You guys got any, like, how many kids you got out, number one? And then do you have any, like, team-specific goals that you guys want to reach as a team, like section titles, different things like that you'd like to share? Oh, yeah. Well, um, all total, you know, we have a unique situation because we have our junior high and we have our high school. So total numbers were about uh, 150, and that's boys and boys and girls. Wow, that's wow. incredible. That yeah. is it's crazy when people look at it, they look at football, they don't realize the track track is uh, organized confusion on the track, 150 kids. Um, my our, our goals, I set goals each year, but honestly, our goals are really to um, exceed exceed um, what we did in the previous year. And I, I'm a coach where I look at, I look at postseason performance. Like you look at Spring Grove, we're a small uh, school, so we don't have big, big numbers. So I'm looking at, okay, um, how can we perform in the postseason? At dual meets, it's kind of tough because the dual meet format is, is kind of uh, dependent on um, depth because you're looking at numbers, you're looking at depth. So the bigger schools, you got the, you might have the red lines, the centrals. If, if I have eight guys that can sprint, it, it kind of makes it, it a little easier. So I kind of look at, we, we do want to win duels meets and we do want to be competitive, but I also want to have these kids compete in the postseason. That's what's important to me. When you compete in post uh, in the postseason, that's when you're getting the letters from the colleges. That's when you're getting the rec uh, recognition, kids that are qualifying for states. So I do prioritize that. Not that we don't want to win duels meets, we do, but I want to get these kids some attention and get these kids an opportunity to uh, compete collegially. Collegially, so that's really always my goal is to uh, be successful in the postseason, um, and just continue doing what we're doing. We try to get better each year, so we have our overall plan of what we do with our strength and conditioning, our speed. Um, our race modeling and each year we take a look at it and I say, Hey, what can we do better? What work, what can we do better? I look at performances based on time of season and say, Hey, what can we change? What can we do better? But I, I really think we had a great year last year for the boys. I think we had more district qualifiers, district medals than we've probably had in the past. I want to say six, seven years. I know we broke our four by one record. Um, we broke the uh, 300 hurdle record. Um, Layla broke the one and the two and the four, I believe. So we want to continue to break records and continue to build depth as well. I think one of the biggest keys to success is really making sure that we work with the junior high kids. Those are, those are the future uh, yeah. kids for our program. So really trying to get um, some consistency throughout from the seventh grade all the way through the varsity, having the kids become familiar with the terminology, the cues, um, just building that body. So when they do come up through the uh, varsity program, they're ready. So just, build consistency and just continuing to build on what we did in the previous season is really always my goal. And I want to yeah. do well in the postseason. I like to be able to win a state championship. When does your dual meet? I know. Cause you're, I mean, spring sports just started yesterday. Tell, talk more about your dual meets. Like who, who's tough in your section and um, when is it, when is your first dual meet? I should say. Um, I want to say our first duels meet. Our first duels meet is against red line. So red line is our first duels meet. I believe that's in um, two weeks. So okay. we we have a scrimmage next week. We have red line for our first meet. Red line is always tough. I mean, track is yeah. one of those hard things to call because if you look at track programs across uh, the county, not all programs participate equally in indoor. So for me to come out and say, hey, what does a program have? You really, you, you don't know. 
you, you really don't know. I mean, from what I'm looking at numbers, uh, red line is always going to be tough. Red line is going to come. They have, they have, they always have good sprinters. They have good throwers. They have good coaches. They have a good program. So it's kind of hard to really pick a program, honestly, until you get to about week one, week two, then you really see what everybody yeah. has. Cause you don't know what they have in indoor. Like I could pull up indoor and say, yes, we're looking great, but programs that are always successful, like Southwest, they're not big participants in the indoor program, but they come out and they, they destroy during the regular season. So it's kind of hard to call, honestly. But if I would have to say, I would say Southwest, I would say Dallas Town, um, Central, um, and uh, Redline. Those, those, are, those are usually some of the tougher ones. Uh, West York's going to be pretty good. So you really never know. Week one, week two, that's when you really get to see what everybody has. And also you got certain kids where, hey, a kid is a football player. He might be a, uh, a senior. He might not come off a track that year. So, or you might get a new guy. Like Alex Smith, he came out of nowhere last year. Yep. Came from baseball. Next thing you know, he's fifth in the state. So it's kind of hard to gauge until you see that week one, week two. But I would say the the the, the usual heavy hitters will be hitting heavy like they always do. <laughs> That's a good answer. My father used to say the same thing. I mean, even like he was always humble. Um, Coach Way will tell you this too, as they coached together for a long time in McCaskey. But they would be going up against. They could have been going up against the worst team in the league, and he would always say, "I don't I don't know how it's going to go until we get there because." If, if you, you know, you have a thrower, who, if they have a couple of throwers, a couple of jumpers, you know, maybe a couple of sprinters that, you know, sweep you in a certain event that can turn a whole meet around. So you know, that's very well said. Yep. Yep. You never know. You never know what you're going to get. Like I can even say like uh, York High, I think they had a guy run seven one early in indoor. It's just depending on how that football program does. If the kids play football, do they go to open? So it, things can change quick when it comes to the kids that are out on the track. You just got to really see what they got uh, week one, week two. Absolutely. Coach Way, you, anything you want to add? No, uh, Coach, just thanks for helping me out, you know, during this process and and, and everything last year and, 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 and this year so far. Layla, it's fun to watch you. Uh, I definitely enjoyed uh, coaching against you in basketball and track. Like, it was – I came home and uh, told my wife I saw the next Marion Jones. Like, it's definitely fun to watch. So keep doing your thing, both of you. We appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, that's all I got for them. Yeah, hey, I want to say thank you so much. And and we're huge fans, Layla and Coach Campbell. I really appreciate it. So you guys have a great success this year. Good luck with everything. Good luck with the AU and good luck with the track. And congrats to your son, by the way, on his commitment. That is That is outstanding. Yes, son, too. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on and keep doing good work. I've been checking you guys out on the football stuff. So you've been keeping me updated and keep doing your thing. Thank we, you. We coach. appreciate it. Good luck this season and congrats, Layla. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Thanks. Well, that was a lot of fun, guys. I tell you, you know, you sit down with the father daughter combo like that and you, you get to talk and. You know, uh, that was cool. That was a that lot was of fun. Cool. I mean, you're talking about one of the best athletes probably in, in the state. And then her dad, you know, he really impressed me with some of the stuff he's had to say about, you know, the uh, multiple sports and stuff like that. So that was great to see. Oh, that was, that was refreshing to hear um, a guy of his stature say that, you know, because we talk about it and you see guys, you know, like Nick, Nick Singleton up until this year ran track and he's was the top football player arguably in the state last year and is already enrolled at Penn state. Um, you see more <laughs> bless you coach uh but uh yeah here a uh, guy of coach campbell stature say that that was that was great i hope that message you know starts to starts to spread more because kids should be playing multiple sports i mean i shouldn't say should but i wish they would no you can say they should all right we cool. should. Say it then. we're recording yeah do it. I, I mean if you say anything like like if you look at any study they'll tell you that multiple sports helps you you know, playing one like he's right. Overuse injuries. Oh yeah, I was. I mean, my uh, my father's this day used to. I mean, as much as he loved football, you know, he would lose so many, not so many. I mean, amount of his top uh, runners every year due to overuse injuries that happened almost every season. And then, you know, he'd have conflicts with other, like winter sports, things like that. And, and it's tough. I mean, like what he what, what I like what he said. You know, spring. Spring is different in terms of high school, it seems like, because, um, you know, you have to, you, I mean, you, you're kind of in a waiting period, you know, if you got kids playing basketball or wrestling or swimming or they got other commitments. I mean, so, you know, I liked his answer about, you know, 
yeah, Red Lion and Dallas Town should be good, but they won't know until like week one or week two. Um, then it's tough because you know a lot of these schools they might. He said 150 kids right now. You know that's right now. This is only after two days of practice. You know it's a very impressive number, but that tends to dwindle as the workouts start to kick in and once the dual meets start. But also with other sports too. You know you have tryouts, you have cuts, things like that. So that's why. You know, we're kind of on standby with our baseball coverage because we have two writers trying out for their teams. So it's a diff- it's a difficult task. Yeah. Coach Way, can you talk about uh, what we got on this topic? Your head track coach at York High, can you talk about the importance of playing multiple sports? And what is your feelings? And, and just give us, in a nutshell, like, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Coach Campbell. I tried to um, push all my kids to do multiple sports. Boys and girls, it's just the fact of you're young. Uh, you're only going to be in, in 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 high school once, so try as much as you can, uh, do as much as you want, have fun with it. Don't always think about you know you're trying to be D one or you're trying to uh, you know like our kids focus so much on the next thing and trying to get to the next level instead of focusing and living in the moment and having fun with where you're at. So I just think, you know, playing multiple sports, you meet multiple relationships with kids. You you just have so many more options and you might find yourself to be a very good, you know, whatever, whatever else you play. Yeah. And even like what coach Campbell said that, I mean, Alex Smith, did he say that he he couldn't go out for baseball and he fell into his lap for, for track, you never know when that something like that's going to happen. Now the kid's a what a state medalist, so things like that can happen as well. Yeah, I was looking at the I was looking at the uh, freaking winner list, and I'm going down looking looking at the finals, and I'm like, Spring Grove got a kid to finish fifth. I was like, Oh my god, like it's getting it just stressed me out. But he came out of nowhere, and that's what it was. It was like it's just it's just nuts that way. Yeah, no, you, you guys are absolutely right. You just don't know. And it, it, it's just, a, you know, you know, a track is so unique too, guys. It's such an individual sport, but it's got the team component as well. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how many times yeah, I've seen track coaches, some track programs that really don't even focus on the dual meets and they really focus on the individual meets and everybody. Yeah, I mean, because you might have state champions in, in certain, uh, certain events, but you might not be a good dual meet team. I mean, I, right. You know, like, that, you know, like what if you don't have, Long distance runners, but you have the best runners in the state. You can't win dual meets. It's right. really hard to win dual meets. Yeah, like it's you know you win two events at states. You might you might win the state that year. That's how Hemfield won the state title. You know, ten, 10 years ago with all those throwers they had. <laughs> yeah. They lost to McCaskey in a dual meet. I think that one year they won states, but they had two or three throwers that were one, two, maybe even three, and a couple of the throws and that brought on a state title. You win a state title and you're not even seen on track. Like, especially at like Shippensburg. And Shippensburg throws are like way down the like way down the little walkway there. <laughs> so they didn't win a race on the track, but they're the state champions for their throws. Track and field, Pat. That's why they say track and field. I've always just called it track. I just think, you know, I'm not so I'm not cutting on the field. I'm just saying I've always just called it track. Cause like, you know, track everybody knows what track is. Everybody knows shot put and disc is part of track. <laughs> coach, have you uh, connected with um, any of your coaching tree, like Coach Henry, at all early in the season? I was curious about that. Yeah, I always uh, – I talk to Coach Henry a lot just because I always have questions. So, uh, like, Coach Henry's been big for me. So, I, 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 that's one of the guys I always talk to. Uh, Jennings, we're actually having a dual meet against Jennings this year. And, okay. Uh, it's going to be down in York. It's a tri-meet with – him, uh, York High, York High, McCaskey, and Reading. So, and when? And when is that? Oh, I might come to that. Yeah, that's thirty first of what? Uh, March. Okay. So is that, that a Saturday? Week, no, I think it's a Thursday. What time? Four o'clock start time. Oh, I'm bummed to be there. Oh, Patrick's gonna cover it. Okay. I don't know cover. I'm just gonna watch. No, no, you're gonna cover. If you're gonna be there. You're gonna cover. You took all watch. winter season off. You took all winter off. You can cover a spring track meet. You're gonna be in the. Hey, I'm, you're gonna be my title there. Is, you're gonna be right there. You better cover that. My title is podcast guy. I'm not the writer. That's not even your, the proper title. You don't even know your. 
podcast guy. No, I'm, I'm the podcast guy. I'm gonna put that on the website. Podcast guy. There you go. <laughs> I can't marry me on some title. I don't know what the you know. <laughs> See, look at that, man. I'll tell you what. Okay. All right. So that was great. I, I loved having a we gotta get more more spring sports people on. Well, we just had one of the best athletes in spring sports. Nah, well, yeah, of course. Cool. Sure. One of the best in the state. Yeah, and I got a story out of that. I see what you're talking about now, Brandon. I couldn't put it together when you were uh, messaging me earlier about Coach Parker. Uh, and I feel like a fool now because I saw him play at Millersville when I was at Mansfield. He was playing at Millersville. He's one of the best college players at that level I've ever seen. And what how yeah. Coach Campbell was describing him as a technician, that's how he was on the court. Yeah, he does. He, he does great things. He played uh, in, in in the D-League, I think, for the Lakers D-League team. All right, well, we got a story out of that, so we're going to work on that after my um, – I don't want to spoil my interview coming up for the site, but that's a good one too. Definitely. Yeah. You all right over there, Patrick? <laughs> Come on, podcast guy. Podcast guy here. We're still recording, guys. I'm gonna do a whole lot of editing. Perfect. All right. Uh, what else we want to discuss? Anything else? Yes. Yeah, so Logan and I will actually both be covering uh, Columbia's game tomorrow as they begin their state title. Oh yeah, there you go. At Manheim Township, they're playing Friar Charter. Do you guys know where that is? <laughs> no. It sounds out of like a storybook, Friar Charter, like Friar Tuck. But uh, anyways, Columbia begins their march tomorrow, 7.30, Manheim Township, 717. We'll have our own table. Shout out to Coach Johns, Manheim Township head coach. He, you know, hooked us up again. He's the man. You know, we'll, we'll be covering that. Um, Ashton McQuill it, uh, was at our intern. She was at Lancaster Country Days win tonight. And I got a couple of interviews coming up this week in the spring you know, it's early for spring, but that coverage will start up soon. You know, we're just day two of the practices. Friar Charter is out of Philadelphia. Okay. So that'll be a tough matchup I for figured. the Crimson Tide. But, I mean, what a year for, for Columbia, though, from football, guys and girls, basketball. And we still got spring for them. I mean, Footman told us he's playing baseball, so I can't wait for that, too. This is like Philly, I mean, you, knowing you, you probably cover every Columbia – baseball game just to talk to footman yeah if they wear some 717 shirts i'll cover you know their softball games for crying out loud that's what i'll do man i'd love to see what footman would run the 100 in he he talked about that too like he i think he did more jumps but he you could tell when he was on he had a love for baseball hey I, I saw him the way he ran when he was scrambling on the field a couple of games no he's incredible We've talked about it at length, at nauseum, some may say, in terms of my writing about him. But we put, you know, we helped him out. And he, he he was great to talk to, and they're fun to cover. So, so B, let me ask you. Let's ask Coach Way a couple questions. We'll get out of here, Coach Way. How hard is it? You know, you're your guy, second year head coach, track program, trying to turn this program around. How hard is it to get some of these kids out? Is it just, is it that difficult? Is it just like, is it just constantly a grind to keep recruiting? Yeah, I mean, you got you got to recruit year round. It's like. I feel like I'm at Ohio State or something, uh, walking the halls trying to get kids to come out. It's uh, especially when you're building a culture. Like if you don't have an established culture in the in the building and you're trying to build a culture, everything's new to the kids. And you know, when you come from different places, it's just different. And you're trying to to, to bring that culture that you know track the field should be like uh, to a place that haven't really been around track and field like that it's just different so we're trying to build a culture and and just get kids out and just get them to buy into the culture side note here fire charter is probably smaller than your house patrick how many kids <laughs> i'm just looking at the bill i'm just looking at the building oh but they're 3a <laughs> how are they playing in 3a enrollment Enrollment numbers are the size of the school. I mean, the charter schools, the charter and public school stuff in Philly is nuts. I mean, there's just so many of them. I'm mm. playing. It's probably it's, it's 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 bigger than your house. It's just not. They got. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, you got a pretty got big a backyard, house too. So. <laughs> no, uh, no, it, 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 it's interesting. Like, are my best friend? Are a couple we're good friends with? 
they, they have a kid and they're going into third, I think he's in third grade and they got him in a charter school this year. And it's, it's tough to get in those charter schools. So, you know, they probably got some really talented players. Yeah. Well, you know, fully actively recruits. I don't know why we compete against them, but from middle school on, like they don't have middle school sports. So they all play midget sports until the right. eighth grade year. And then the eighth grade year, you should see some of these schools that come to these middle these, these uh midget league games trying to recruit these kids, passing out cards. They're sitting down with parents. My son plays for jeez. Oh, my my son plays for uh, a seven on seventeen down there. A lot of his teammates are going through the process now, so it's just it's different. So is your son yeah. signing with Penn Manor? Then is that what you're saying, or like he's getting recruited? <laughs> he's not getting recruited. We just come, we play football, we go home. I'm not. I'm not. Thing, oh, do we got any breaking news on Little B? What is he playing this spring? Is he doing lacrosse again? Uh, Little B did not earn anything yet to be having any breaking news. He hasn't. He's not going to play any spring sports. Uh, well, the school he's at now don't have a track team. So what so about lacrosse? He's not playing lacrosse this year. Oh man, I thought that was his ticket. <laughs> he wants to get bigger and. Ready for and try to play varsity football next year. So he can do track next year. Yeah. Okay. He right. wants to work out with the track team, actually. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, while we stopped there, kind of a little hodgepodge of a podcast. It was a great podcast. I want to thank so much again, uh, Coach Campbell and his daughter Layla, one of the you know the best track basketball players in the state. So I want to thank her so much for coming on, and thank the dad, obviously as well, the head coach. CJ, any any parting words? No, thanks, to Coach Campbell. Congrats to Layla and congrats to their family um, with their son, um, with Coach Campbell's son committing to Mount St. Mary's. It's a great story. Um, they, they were great. Um, best of luck to uh, Logan Moyer trying out for the LS baseball team and Colin Richardson, another writer trying out for the Hempfield baseball team. Um, we're pulling for them. Um, and good luck to all the LL teams still in the PIAA playoffs. And a shout out to a great season. It was fun covering everybody. Yep. All right. All right. Thank you so much again. Um, we'll be back again next week with another episode.